For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. What's happening, Rebels? Hope you're having a good week. Brand new week. It is Monday morning, December 2nd. We are in December. Finally, we can put out Christmas decorations. Um, yeah, good times. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I had a fantastic one. Did my parents a couple weeks ago because they go to the Dallas game every year, even though Dallas got smashed uh, this year. We went to a Friendsgiving at um good friend's house. Had a great time. I made 20 pounds of mashed potatoes. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. I made 20 pounds of mashed potatoes. Uh, thank you to the Pioneer Woman for making a great recipe. Uh, Reed Drummond, wow, that was a fantastic recipe. Uh, they were great leftover. They were great on the day. Uh, seriously, had a great, great time. Great time. I'm doing something new. Uh, I'm putting show notes on the blog, rebelparenting.org slash blog. And so all the links, all the things I talk about on today's episode are going to be on our blog page. Uh, there's other blogs there as well, but there's a lot of links I'm going to talk about in today's program, uh, things you might be interested in, and you can find all of them at rebelparenting.org slash blog. Thanks to today's sponsor, battleflagsus.com, my sweet flag in the background. Love it so much. It is a fantastic one. Get one for Christmas. Uh, I like reading to my kids. My mom read to me when I was growing up. Uh, somehow convinced me the library was akin to Disneyland and got me on my reading kick. I read all the time. I'm nonstop reading. I read multiple books at a time. Um, let's see. What am I reading now? I'm reading Dennis Prager's Commentary on Genesis. It's fantastic. And I'm also reading uh, Douglas Copeland's Microsurfs again. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a fun novel I read at night. I can't read Dennis Prager at night before I go to bed because it's just too heady. Uh, but before I go to bed, I sit with my dogs and I read. And uh, so I'm reading Microsurfs. But I've got a new one I want to read to the kids this year. If you're a Tolkien fan, uh, if you like Lord of the Rings, if you like uh, The Hobbit, etc., etc., he has a book out, and it's Letters from Father Christmas. And uh, I'm going to read this. When John Tolkien's son was three, he got his first letter from Father Christmas. From 1920 until 1943, 23 years, Tolkien wrote letters as Father Christmas to his children. Uh, they were accompanied with lots of funny pictures. Uh, the Father Christmas letters... Uh, contain the book contains most of these letters and a lot of the illustrations. A lot of those are in color, and so I've got a link to that book on Amazon. I think it's going to be hilarious. Father Christmas uh, battles goblins. There is uh, a clumsy polar bear of the north uh, that breaks a lot of stuff. Uh, there's fireworks. When Father Christmas can't write letters, his elf uh, secretary writes the letters, and I think it's going to be a fun, fun Christmas tradition. Can you believe he wrote those for 23 years? Man, that is amazing. Uh, I was thinking about this last night. I took Lincoln and a friend. I was driving his friend home, and Lincoln drove with me, and then we were driving back. We had about a 20-minute ride. And for those that are new to the program, those that have listened for a long time will know this, but I was a bad parent when he was young. I was a very fear-based parent, 
and it turned into anger and uh, it turned into nothing he could do was good enough. I was constantly trying to um, constantly trying to coach him up, constantly trying to get him to do more, expecting more, expecting things that were impossible of a, of a little boy. And I was not a good parent and it took a lot of therapy and a lot of work. Uh, and a lot of the Rebel Parenting guests and their books really transformed our life. And I was marveling at that driving home yesterday because we just talked the entire way home. Uh, in fact, I had to turn the music down uh, because we were having such a good time talking. Just listening to his stories about what's going on in junior high. Junior high is a, is a time fraught with drama and change and new things for kids. It's a tough time excuse me, for a lot of kids, and uh, I just was so thankful and grateful after this Thanksgiving season of the relationship I've gotten to build with Lincoln over time. Uh, I've been to therapy with him. It was heartbreaking, uh, and it was so powerful to go through that transformation together, and I realized he feels safe around me now. He did not feel safe around me as a little boy. There was never good enough. I was always angry. I was constantly based in fear. But today, he feels safe around me. He can tell me things. He can tell me secrets. Uh, we can talk about all kinds of different things. We had a really, really interesting conversation last night, and I was so amazed by that. And this is what I want to tell the people listening. If I can do this, you can do this. Uh, I used to listen to, I used to watch a cooking show when I was really little called Yan Can Cook. I forget the guy's first name. He was an Asian guy and he was cooking Chinese food. And his slogan was, if Yan can, you can. And uh, I believed him. I believed him and it got me cooking at a very early age. My mom got me cooking at an early age. She believed in me. She said I could cook. I could. Um, and I loved that slogan. If Yan can, you can. And I just want you to understand, if I can do this, if I can break those patterns of fear and anger, and if I can build a bridge back to my son over the years, you can too. No matter where your kids are at, no matter what age they are, it's never too late to say you're sorry. It's never too late to apologize specifically for things you did when they were younger or recently, whatever it is, to build those bridges back to your kids. It's never, never, never too late. doesn't matter if they're out of the house or in the house. It's never too late to make that step to build that bridge. You can absolutely, Martin Yan, that's right, Roberta, uh, someone's listening, watching right now, Martin Yan, Yan can cook. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can build my marriage to where it is today, you can too. It just takes work. It takes getting over yourself and getting over your ego and getting over your pride and getting into some resources. Uh, the one I'm going to recommend today that's in the show notes at rebelparenting.org slash blog uh, is Safe House by Dr. Joshua Straub. He's a friend of the podcast. He's been on with his wife, Christy, before. They've got a great podcast themselves. Um, oh, it's not in the show notes, uh, but I will try to link to that at some point. Um, Safe house, how emotionally, em, excuse me, how emotional safety is the key to raising kids who live, love, and lead well. Um, you don't need to do all the right things as a parent. Both science and the Bible show us the most important thing we can provide for our kids is a place of emotional safety. In other words, the posture from which we parent matters infinitely more than the techniques of parenting. Laura and I preach that again and again and again, asking why. It's not just that your kids are bad and they do bad stuff, and therefore consequences and punishments, you can get them to stop doing bad stuff, but why? 
Why are they behaving this way? Is there something going on? Can you learn more about your child? Can you tune more to them? Uh, maybe they're just pushing the boundaries. Maybe they're just testing uh, what's right and wrong. But there's got to be a why. People don't just do things. They're reaching out for something. They're asking for something. And you've got to learn those things. Uh, more from uh, Safe House. Emotional safety, more than any other factor, is scientifically linked to raising kids who live, love, and lead well. Learn how to use emotional safety as a foundation from which you parent and make a cultural impact that could change the world. Uh, in Safe House, Dr. Straub draws from his extensive research and personal experience to help you foster healthy identity and social development in children of any age, any age, win the war without getting overwhelmed in the daily battles, discipline in a way that builds the relationship, understands how the culture is affecting your child and what you can do about it, cultivate responsible, self-regulating behavior in your kids. That's a really interesting one, self-regulating behavior. Um... Find greater perspective on parenting than what you might see on a daily basis. I'm telling you, creating a safe house for your kids and your spouse will transform your relationships. It will transform your relationships. Uh, Roberta asks, do I have a book for 13-year-olds to read uh, for them to help understand the brokenness of parents, to understand their parents aren't perfect in ways the child could broach parents to start healing communication? I don't. Uh, but I will definitely reach out to our experts and look for something like that. That sounds like a great resource. Um, I'm just amazed. And the reason why I talk about my own personal life is because of the experience I've had uh, of being uh, pounding a wedge between myself and my son when he was younger to today having that conversation in the car. Uh, something we're doing now is we're watching all the Marvel movies in chronological order. There's 23 of them. Uh, starting with uh, Captain America First Avenger and ending with Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, no, Far From Home. Uh, but we're watching all of them in chronological order. It makes much more sense when you watch them in chronolo chronological order. Uh, again, I've got a link to the list in chronological order on rebelparenting.org slash blog. And I'm, I'm just stoked. And I just want other parents and other families to experience this. I want you to experience the intimacy and the closeness and the transformation it can make in your family when you behave differently as a parent. When you move away from A plus B equals C, that A plus B equals C means if you follow this formula, your kids will do what you want. They will behave in this specific way, and that's not true. It doesn't work that way. And what it does is it draws a wedge between parents and children saying, I did all the right things. I did A plus B. You didn't equal C. Therefore, it must be your fault, not my fault. As parents, we are the adult. We are the parent. It is our duty and job to continue to reach out to our kids to continue to try to find new ways, to continue to try to build those bridges even when they don't want to. Uh, we were speaking at a mops recently and there was a, a grandma um, and a mother-in-law. Uh, and and she has a very difficult relationship with her daughter-in-laws. Daughters-in-law? Daughters-in-law. Uh, and she was trying to figure out how do I breach this? Everything I say is seen as criticism. Everything I say is seen as, uh, you know, the overbearing mother-in-law uh, kind of thing. And, and I was, I, 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 I mourn, I grieve with that mom uh, and, and uh, also mother-in-law. I grieve with that woman. And I said, there are ways you can build those bridges. One of those is Shanti Feldhen's book, uh, The Kindness Challenge. 
um, reaching out to them, looking for ways to compliment them, telling them you're so glad. And she said, I'm so glad my son's raised, uh, uh, married these, these women. They're so great. They're raising our kids in such a great way. I have no fear for my grandchildren because they're doing such a good job. I'm like, you got to tell them that. You got to tell them that over and over and over again. Our world beats us down so often. We hear just negativity and hate so often from our bosses and from coworkers and from life in general, just from media in general. There's so much negativity that hearing compliments about, man, there was a study on that. What was it? Ooh. Oh, it's from uh, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, one of the basic principles of that is compliment people for the things that they're doing well. Find ways to compliment people. Uh, I'm telling you, this is long before I met Laura. I, this is for men. I don't mean this in a trite way, but I always paid attention to shoes. I love shoes. I've got a special pair on today. I'm a big shoe fan. But I also noticed far more than men, women choose their shoe mostly. This is not... I'm not, this is not misogynistic. I'm just saying in a general sense, most women choose their shoes specifically and you can figure out who does that and who doesn't. And I learned early on compliment women on their shoes. When you can tell they've chosen those, I was doing an interview years and years and years ago. And the woman doing the interview had on a spectacular pair of heels. And I said, wow, those heels are fantastic. They are really spectacular. And she stopped the interview and told me how she bought them in Italy when she was a student and how they were her favorite pair of shoes. This whole story about it. The interview turned out far different than it started. Uh, it was about my very first book, Be Intolerant. Uh, Be Intolerant because some things are just stupid. And uh, it, most of the interviews I did about that book were very hostile. People did not like that book or the message. And I got to tell you, that interview turned out very, very different. And it sounds... It sounds patronizing. It's not. It's not. That woman picked those shoes out specifically. It was her favorite pair of shoes. I just happened to notice it. When you notice things about people, that mom talking to her daughters-in-law saying, man, I am so thankful. I thank the Lord regularly that my sons married you. I look at our grandkids and how well you're raising them, and it brings me so much joy. That will build a bridge to your kids, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'll tell you where else you can learn this, too, from is um, the book from Andrew Palau, The Secret Life of a Fool. Reading the letters his dad, Luis Palau, wrote to him are complimentary letters that says, I love you and I care about you. Figuring out ways you can tell your kids, man, I love being your parent. I love being your mom. I love being your dad. Telling your spouse, I love being your husband. I love being your wife. Telling your boss, man, you know, I could work for a lot of people, but I really enjoy working for you. Here's why. Give specifics. That will change a relationship. Give specifics. Your coworkers, you know what? I really like working near you. You're cheerful. You always have something nice to say. It's really neat to come to work and have you near me. I mean, that will change your life. It will change your life when you look for things to compliment people on, when you make them feel better about the interaction they've had with you than they felt before they had the interaction with you, when they leave the interactions with you feeling better about themselves. Go for specifics, whatever that thing is. Look for those ways. Will you get it right every time? No, but you will get it right a lot. You will learn those techniques of compliments Uh and it will make your life better. It will bring you so much more joy. So much more joy. 
Uh, I read a great article in, I want to say it's the Washington Post. There's a link to it uh, in the show notes today, as I've said, uh, rebelparenting.org slash blog on uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And the writer was doing um, an expose on Fred Rogers and decided to binge watch a ton of Mr. Rogers' shows. And her kids ended up binge watching Mr. Rogers with her. And she thought, because she tried to watch uh, Footloose with them, for those of you that are my age, and E.T. and a bunch of other movies from back in the day. And the kids were like, these are slow, these are boring, no one talks that way. Since when did 30-year-olds go to high school? Blah, 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 blah. And her kids fell in love with Mr. Rogers. And she finally got out of them why. It's because he's kind to children and children know when adults legitimately like them. He was kind, and he was calm. He wasn't loud and noisy and yelling and screaming. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't an, an, an abrasion to their senses, but it was fun to watch. Uh, they didn't enjoy the puppets like the writer did, but they loved when Mr. Rogers showed children how to do things or how things were made or explained things to them while showing them uh, the explanation. Uh, her kids binge-watched, uh, older and younger, a ton of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <clears throat> There's a link to that. You can find it at mrrogers.com uh, on the PBS uh, website. I thought that was so neat. I loved Mr. Rogers when I was growing up. Loved Mr. Rogers when I was growing up. Um, I'm using a new browser. I'm, I'm concerned with privacy. There's a new browser called Brave. You can find that at brave.com. Um, and it stops other websites from tracking your online activity. Uh, it stops cookies and tracking of you online. And I found it is a very, very fast browser. Brave.com is that. Uh, the last thing I've got on the show notes, um, we have neighbors that moved in across the street. Lucy and I made a double batch of snickerdoodles. I got to tell you, turned out horrible. I don't know what happened. Uh, I've made snickerdoodles a couple times before. They were fantastic. I really, really enjoyed them. This batch was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. They were a little bland. They were doughy in the middle. I had to rebake a number of batches. I, could, I couldn't get the, the cooking right. So uh, I am not going to release my snickerdoodle recipe until I've worked on it more. Uh, and so in the meantime, I have included... Uh, the Rebel Parenting Chocolate Chip Cookie Recipe. Uh, it's called the High Altitude Cookie Recipe because I couldn't figure out a way to make cookies at high altitude. I have heard back from a number of people at sea level. They said it works perfectly at sea level as well. So the last thing in the show notes is my chocolate chip cookie recipe. Um, it is great for the holidays. It's great for the holidays. Um, I have not tried this, but I was at a party for my gym the other night and a lady brought cookies where she... Uh, used Reese's Pieces instead of chocolate chips, and then uh, mini peanut butter cups. Uh, mini peanut butter cups was in there as well. I don't know if that would work as well, but I got to tell you, those cookies were spectacular. Spectacular. Uh, I only had one because I could feel the amount of sugar in those cookies, and I just can't have that much sugar in life. Uh, but they were spectacular. So I've included my chocolate chip cookie recipe. Um, once again, as I close, I just want you all to know you can do this. You can rebuild your marriage. You can build bridges to your kids. You can feel like a good parent. You can have intimacy in your marriage and your parenting. You can do this. I promise. I promise. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. It takes work. Uh, it takes some reading. It takes looking at our resources. 
the podcast has transformed my life as a husband and a parent. It has absolutely transformed my life. The podcast, along with regular therapy, has made the greatest strides in my well-being and my mental health and the relationship with my wife and my kids over anything else that's ever occurred in my life. I recommend it highly. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I hope this is a great Christmas season for you, and I will see you soon.